with your Sports Grid News update. Hey, everybody, get on the grid. Breaking news from the NFL, the New England Patriots have traded away wideout Demetrius Thomas to the New York Jets for a six-round draft pick, sources telling ESPN. Thomas signed a one-year deal with New England this offseason after tearing his Achilles late last year. He was among New England's inactives week one in their blowout win over Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick worry it's not going to happen where AB's concerned. Some people believe the issues that caused Antonio Brown's departure from both the Raiders and Steelers will resurface in New England. But Bill Belichick has a history of dealing with outspoken star receivers says there's no problems with Brown, period. It's the same thing you guys said about Randy Moss when we brought him, quote-unquote, said Belichick to NBC Sports Boston. Moss joined the Pats after a tough stint with the Raiders. He was on fire when he joined New England. In his first year, he caught an NFL record 23 touchdowns and was second in the league with 1,493 receiving yards. Moss recorded back-to-back 1,000 seasons in 2008 and 9 before leaving the Pats. Quite a success. Antonio Brown signed that one-year deal worth $15 million to prove he could be a good teammate, and the deal contains a team option valued at 20 OBJ doesn't care what the league sense. He's going to wear his luxury timepiece in action again this week. An NFL rule prohibits him to wear hard objects on the field, but Beckham says the watch that he wore worth one thousand, sorry, $190,000K is plastic. Beckham caught seven passes for 71 yards in their big blowout loss against the Titans, but he returns home to New York City to play the Jets this week, and his former home field of the Meadowlands should be a lot of fun. Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle Malik Johnson expected to miss the entire season after suffering a Liz Frank injury in week one versus Washington. He's slated to undergo surgery next week. The interior lineman played just 34 snaps before the injury, carted off the field and was seen in a walking boot after the game. He signed a $30 million deal just days after being released from Jacksonville. Hoop legend Michael Jordan has donated $1 million in relief to the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. The Minnesota Timberwolves have hired Rock Nation player agent Joe Branch as the team's assistant general manager, according to ESPN. In the NHL, Pittsburgh Penn superstar Jenny Malkin may have influenced the team's decision to ship former linemate Phil Kessel to Arizona. Reports indicate the Russian sniper asked to be traded if the Penguins were going to keep Kessel. Multiple sources telling Rob Rossi of The Athletic. Malkin, he denies all these reports and added he was a friend of Phil Kessel. The Pens tra- uh, traded Kessel to the Coyotes June 30th for Alex Galchenyuk and defensive prospect Pierre-Olivier Joseph. The New Jersey Devils have signed restricted free agent forward Pavel Zaka to a three-year deal worth $6.75 million. The contract uh, carries an average annual salary of $2.25 mil. The 22-year-old had career highs and goals with 13 and 25 points in 61 games with the Devils in 2018-19. Carolina Canes defenseman Justin Falk wants a contract in place before accepting a trade to the Ducks. The six-foot blue liner tallied 11 goals and 35 points in 82 games with the Canes last season. Posted positive possession numbers in six straight years. Upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball as Argentina knocks out medal fave Serbia with a 97-87 win. Former nba or Luis Skola at the age of 39 leading the way with 20 points. Serbia boasts Nikolai Jokic, Adender, Bodan Bovanovic of Sacramento and was predicted to reach the podium in China and challenge the USA for gold. Argentina now advances with the Winner of Wednesday's game between the U.S. and France on deck. MLB News, Minnesota outfielder Byron Buxton done for the season. He's been placed on the 60-day DL with left shoulder subluxation. The team announced just minutes ago matchups tonight. 640 start. Yankees minus 300 at Detroit. Green versus Jackson. We got a total of 11. We have three at 705. The Dodgers minus 330 at Baltimore. 10. Bueller versus Block. We got Atlanta minus 160 at Philadelphia. Nine and a half. Freed versus Vargas. Boston laying 50, 155 at Toronto. Eovaldi versus Zuck. We got 10 and a half total there. Two at 710. Arizona at the Mets. That's minus 125. 
a gallon of fun versus Wheeler Dealer total eight. Milwaukee minus 185 at Miami, eight and a half. Anderson and Hernandez, 740 action. We got Washington at many. Twins minus 150, 10 and a half. Sanchez and Berrios, 805. Tampa, they're laying 35 cents at Texas. Yarbrough versus Lynn, total nine. KC and Chicago at 810. White Sox minus 115, nine and a half. Junis and Nova, Oakland and Houston. Astros laying a buck 55. Rourke versus Miley, total at 10, 840. St. Louis minus 150 at Colorado. Waka, waka, waka versus Gonzalez, 13 and a half. 945 action, Pittsburgh at San Fran. Giants laying a quarter. Keller and Cueto, late action. Cleveland minus 135 at LA, nine and a half. Plesak versus Suarez. Cincy laying 35 cents at Seattle. Bauer versus Sheffield, total nine. And the Cubs minus 150 at San Diego. Quintana versus Bolanas, total is nine. And NASCAR, Paul Renard is retiring after this year. And Matt Didabeto will join Wood Brothers Racing. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands with me. We'll talk sports and have some fun along the way. Hour one, Red Heat and Rage Radio on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage has uh, begun. I am Renzi. We're at the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Meadowlands, and New Jersey on this uh, Tuesday afternoon in which uh, we don't have any choice uh, but to bet on uh, baseball uh, tonight. Baseball. Uh, no football for another uh, couple of days. A little more than 48 hours uh, from now, Cam, we'll have uh, Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who screwed me for $302. Uh, play the Carolina Panthers, who have screwed me for about $38,000 uh, over the years. Should be a fun matchup <laughs> on, on Thursday <laughs> uh, night. We'll do a week two. Yeah. That's just like both teams. Like, have just, you know. Exactly. I'm definitely, like, in the red over my life. Like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't bet on them a lot, Cam, but, buddy, it doesn't end well when you do. <laughs> I'm telling you. It just doesn't. Oh, I know. They don't. don't Amos Winston just doesn't win a lot. He just doesn't win a lot, Cam. You and I are on it. Make Ryan Griffin the damn starter. But it's it's crazy to say my initial reaction when I saw, I was like, all right, who's playing Thursday night? I'm like, oh, great. Freaking Panthers and Bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of like the Bucks plus six and a half points. (laughs) This will be it. If we take the Bucks, Cam, and I think you're going to like the Bucks too. If we take the Bucks. And they don't cover for us. That's it, buddy. I'm done, like forever. Like uh, it's oh. over. Yeah, you said it. What a what a what a gong show for Thursday night. A team that's cost you financial freedom uh, with me too. I even remember that Super Bowl <laughs> back uh, when I bet. On, I remember because Vince's second team after the Niners, we we smashed the Raiders that Super Bowl. That was actually a bad Super Bowl where Tampa Bay wanted to do. You're right. Anytime I'm involved with Tampa Bay, it's just an absolute gong show. I should avoid those guys. I know your history with Carolina. You're right. Both of these teams, when I saw Thursday and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. These two clowns, but my initial thought was to take the points. We did well with Houston last night, Gabe. Uh, I know we say you can't live in the past. Every teaser middled in that game. We said that Monday night teaser, it would happen in one of the games, but Oakland let us down. Still a profitable night with the props and Duke Johnson sweeping the board. But uh, we move forward. You're right. Lots of baseball action to choose from. I don't really love anything, though, unfortunately. Tough card. Yeah, last night, last night in the early game, Cam, I went seven and zero 
It's one of those rare instances. But, of course, I didn't have as big of units as I did the day before. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'm not complaining. I actually have a stack of winners here, so I'm not complaining. I went 10-3 and three last night, all in all. So I went 7-0 and oh early, but then I ended up going 3-3. Three and three. Broncos couldn't cover the teaser. Um, I lost on a, a Bronco ticket outright. And I lost uh, Josh Jacobs under rushing yards, which in hindsight, you know, it's crazy. It was actually looking all right, but then it exploded in the fourth quarter. Um, so I went three and three in that game. He hit one of the teasers late. So I'll take it, Cam. A 10 and three night. And uh, seven three? and 0 in the early game. Tonight we have Major League Baseball. Yeah, 10 and three when it was all said and done. 10 winning tickets, three losing tickets. I'll tell you one thing. If you go 10 and three every day of your life, that retirement package will be going to you because that's a great. That's good numbers. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. I will not go 10-3 and three every day. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I'm Renzi, FanDuel Sportsbook. The horse players. Uh, have a lot of options uh, right now, as I see. We've got uh, Park X Racing, Harrington Park, uh, Banger uh, Racing, uh, in Indiana Grand. Little little something for everybody on the uh, the C and D circuit on this on this Tuesday afternoon. Mike Blewett will join us in a couple of minutes as he gets set up in the pit. Uh, big man on campus uh, will join us a little bit uh, later on. And I saw Big Man was tweeting about um, about Mike Scott. And um, I did not see this Mike Scott uh, story. I was at, at the football game over the weekend. So uh, Mike Scott is on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Actually a pretty good player. Uh, he yep. came over as part of the, uh, the Tobias Harris uh, deal. So Mike Scott's part of the Sixers. Uh, but I guess uh, I don't know what the deal is. If he's buddies, he was buddies with Sean Taylor or what the connection was. But he was wearing a Sean Taylor uh, jersey at the Redskins-Eagles game the other day and they went all out cam they had a casket in at the tailgate literally they had like a casket with like a jersey over it and they were paying homage to sean taylor and uh of course being philadelphia eagle fans uh confronted him and the coffin and started yelling racial epithets at him and uh, he started beating people up (laughs) <laughs> now he didn't get arrested or anything like that. <laughs> I don't so, blame him. I, but people I, I in Philadelphia, people in Philadelphia, are actually mad at him. It's like somehow it's his fault because he's not supposed to be wearing a Washington Redskins jersey since he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. And I don't want to put words in big man's uh, mouth. But I believe that's the gist of his defense, and we'll, we'll see. So there could be, this is like the, uh, the sports rage people's court today, Cam. Um, you might have to be the judge, because me and Big Man might go head-to-head on this. And 
Number one, <laughs> is there a lower life form than somebody that wants to fight someone for wearing another team's jersey? <laughs> I'm with you, Cam, Ryan. I was just yeah. at the Jet game. I didn't want to punch any Jet fans. I was drinking beer with Jet fans. I don't. It was like it's really the stupidest, lowest life form out there. Oh, he's wearing a Redskin jersey. Let's attack him. I'm with you. I think it's ridiculous. And just because the guy plays for a team, if you have a friend on the other team, uh, you could do whatever the hell you want. You want to back him up. Say so you got traded to another team, and we were boys before, and you get traded. These things are going to happen. Also, the man has passed away. You're going you're gonna to show that kind of class when they're doing a ceremony for a guy that's dead, and you're actually going to do that stuff? That just tells you the lowbrow, uh, idiocy, moronic uh, viewpoint of these people. It's like, Gabe, what are you going to do? Like, Arizona, are you going to, like, wear Pat Tillman jersey and go at the guy and start a fight with him? That's just ridiculous and stupid. I uh, know these guys got know what know what the bottom line is with sports. Everyone needs to relax a bit. Just take the brakes off. What you said, have a beer. You know what I mean? There's no need to push people downstairs, yell at them, whatever. It's sports. You get mad every once in a while, but it's not life or death, man. Worry about real problems, your family, other things going on in your life. There's no need to pick fights with guys because they have different jerseys on. Get a grip. And it's not a very good idea to pick a fight with uh, with a dude that's like six nine and going to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> so I see, I see. Um, <laughs> yeah, he grew up, and of course the guy that was racist. Everything's on video saying I'm not racist. Of course, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course you're not. Um, yeah, it turns out he grew up in Newport, uh, Virginia. Now, he's a diehard Redskin fan. And he talked about for weeks how much he was looking forward to this game on social media and about how he was going to wear a Sean Taylor jersey and go to the game. You know, it's just it's it's just so stupid. Like, only Philadelphia would this happen. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, honestly, Cam, like, you think if, like, if one of the Toronto Raptor players is wearing an Edmonton Eskimo jersey, you think people are going to, like, attack him in the parking lot? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's just, it's you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get, get it up. Whatever. It's a Philly thing. And I don't know. I think Philly's, Philly sport fans somehow thinks they're passionate because they do things like that. And I, I will throw, I have to throw modern Dodger fan into the mix uh, because I would say that this only happens in Philadelphia. Look, I've been to Giant games. I've been to, uh, I've been to Jet games. And I've seen people in in, in uh, jerseys camp. Like I was at a I was at a giant eagle game. It was like half half. You know, there was a ton of eagle fans. I didn't see one fight. I didn't see any conference. I saw like, like buddies sitting together wearing different jerseys and stuff. You know what? Like the Bills. Bills fans go everywhere. Like who wants to attack a Bills fan? Like they're just they're some Lee fat Moore. guy having a beer right in a Thurman Thomas jersey. Yeah, like <laughs> the Bills. I didn't get. Listen, I wasn't wearing. I wasn't wearing a Bills jersey to the game the other day, but I was openly cheering. Like, I was, I got up, I was like, you know, nobody said anything. Like, you know, like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's a Philadelphia thing. L.A., if you wear San Francisco Giants stuff, somehow it could get ugly, which is ridiculously freaking stupid as well. It's just dumb tribalism, man. It has nothing to do with the actual... These people aren't fans. So like, this guy's supposedly a fan of the Eagles. He's unhappy that Buddy on the Sixers is wearing a Redskin jersey. So he defends the city of Philadelphia by going all racist. It's like you know that like, you know, 88% of the players on the Eagles are black, right, buddy? You know, the team that you're such a big fan of. 
Yeah, they're just they're just losers. Sports fans, not all yeah. of them, but a lot. A lot of them are pretty much losers. They're losers, bro. Like they have nothing going on in their lives. They channel their own frustration. It's true. They channel their own frustration of their own pathetic life onto these games and onto these players, and they freak out and panic. I understand getting upset about a bet and stuff, but, you know, death threats to players and attacking players in parking lots and all this other stuff. It's just, it's pathetic in my opinion. It is, and I I remember that movie, Gabe, that uh, Scotty Farrell was in. Was it the fan with the guy from uh, King of Queens? Patton Oswalt was the giant fan who called called into the radio station. And the redheaded guy, Michael Rappaport, was the Eagle fan who uh, he wanted to kill in the bathroom. So, no, it's excellent. The guy guy goes to jail. He's like, uh, he's not even worried about, you know, family. Okay, I think the Giants can win this game week, too. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely take out That's Tennessee. how the movie ended. <laughs> it was awesome. That's how I the movie know. ended. He learned nothing. Buddy brought on the schedule, remember? And he looks, he goes off 13-3 and three for sure. <laughs> exactly. <That's laughs> well, that movie, the premise, that movie, the premise was... He loved the Giants so much, this guy in the movie. It's a great movie. Pat Oswalt, he you loves the Giants. But he goes to a strip club, and he meets, like, a fictitious Lawrence Taylor type thing. It's like a star linebacker, but he's doing blow and partying it up. And, like, he wants to, like, say, I love you, and I'm the biggest Giant fan ever. But it turns ugly fast, man, and he gets knocked the F out by the guy. <laughs> and, it's not, he's like, are you following me? Because he started following the guy. Like, and he goes, I saw you before. You followed me, man. And he's knocked out. And he causes, like, a suspension, like, from his favorite team. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a great storyline. And then, of course, the other movie, uh, The Fan, the Robert De Niro one. Do you remember that one, Cam, with Wesley Snipes? He's yeah. on the San Francisco oh, yeah. Giants. Excellent and Robert De Niro's well. a fan. And Wesley Snipes meets him. And says to him, like, Robert De Niro pretends he doesn't know who he is. He goes, oh, what do you do? He goes, oh, I play baseball. And Buddy Wesley goes, you don't know who I am, huh? Robert De Niro goes, no, no, no. And uh, Wesley Snipes goes, good. At least you're not one of those hardcore loser fans. <laughs> De Niro just starts steaming, right? <laughs> you're right. He just, start, he just starts steaming, like... Yeah, uh, he's like loser fans, huh, buddy? Like, like it's just so good. <laughs> but fans are not all of them. It's a small percentage, bro. It really is. But Philadelphia, it's a bigger percentage than other cities. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. Like, you go to a Raptor game, there are idiots there. Like, I've seen fights at Raptor games. Like, Raptor fans fighting each other and stuff. Like, I have. I've seen it. I can't. I've seen it a few times, to be honest. Raider fans. I'll like, you, they're Raider not angels. They're Raider fan could be bad. They're not as bad as people think. They're not as bad as people think, but they can be bad. Yes. Raider fan, not from Oakland. Yeah. It's basically like the sort of gangster guy that just puts a Raider jersey on and thinks he's got to beat people up. But then they became 49er fans. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions. Ready to rage. I am Renzi at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Blewett, uh, you know, Mike Blewett steps up and in uh, just to inform uh, everybody. Mike, we've already in, Mike's already introduced himself to the listening audience <laughs> as uh, we had a hot mic. Hot mic! I didn't say anything off great color. Job, uh, great job, Mike. Thanks, bud. <laughs> no. I'm, no, not no. The, I'm not controlling. I'm not controlling. You did, the, uh, but you—you yeah. you asked me if I'm in Studio 34. You said it kind of looks the same. I guess I don't know, sort of, not really. And then uh, I was looking at the very small talk, thumbnail video. On a, on a live mic. Yeah. What are you I got to be honest. I expect better from you, Mike. How am I like, supposed I to know that my mic is live? Like, I I am relatively smart, but I mean, we're still talking about sports radio. I mean. We're not. Um, we're not. We're not making choices between PhDs here. What, what I would say is that I, I. There's no way for me to know that the mic was hot. A and B. I was looking at you on a thumbnail, so it looked because of the monitor behind you now, which is lovely. It looked like you were in Studio 34, which is why I said, "Hey, I can come upstairs because I'm downstairs in the pit with the producers." Uh, see, as uh, what I plan to teach at the Morency Broadcasting Academy. Is uh, always assume that a mic is hot. Fair. Hot mic. <laughs> That's my right, ah. Cam? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's always hot. Always hot. Remember, remember, hey, I'll tell you the story. Remember, yeah, like, right. there used to be this, like, really, really beautiful broadcaster. And uh, this happened in uh, Toronto, by the way. And I, I really like her. I'm a big fan of her work. She finally, like, got back. But she lost her job for five years, like, during the break. You are a bunch of idiots. Like, just turns F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs. You know, boom, you're fired. And then, uh, yeah, she just, like, uh, got back in the industry, like, a few years ago. So you got to be careful, Gabe. It was a hot mic. Things got a little bit crazy, and it went to air, and uh, the career, <laughs> right down the tubes. Well, I was simply communicating with my yeah, friend, Gabe Morenci, and I, I didn't swear. I didn't berate anybody. I was just no, you did. communicating. No, no. Always professional, Gabe. No, I... I know, but not now uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts is on line two going, what the hell? <laughs> Talk One of our 38,000 commercials talked, talked over. Talked over their sponsors. Yeah. So yeah. we just, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. We'll give them a make good. Do an O'Reilly you know, read hate, right now? I hate, I hate to do this to you. Okay. Because uh, you've heard it before, uh-huh. but the chat is lighting up with Mike really blew it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Just, they can't resist. <laughs> come on. Like I haven't heard that one? College stuff, that's it. Those were worn out by second grade. <laughs> That's almost like punishment enough. I actually like it. And I'm going to be honest, though, and I don't know if I told the story on this show, but it's true, Cam. When I was at the game Sunday, I was in the bathroom, and there's a bunch of dudes taking a leak. And one guy looks over to us as he's taking a leak. We're standing there at the stalls. And he goes, man, there's a lot of Bills fans here. What state is Buffalo from anyways? Oh, boy. Oh, here it's we a tough go. tough one. 
<laughs> and I didn't say anything because I was like, I was like, this is gold. I wish I had this on tape. I wish I was filming like periscoping right now. But without missing a beat, somebody goes, it's in New York, man. It's in Western New York. And his answer was, oh, I'm a giant fan, so I didn't know that. That's terrible. How many deep? So I guess his how many deep do you think like that guy was? In the division. How many? Deep? No, he wasn't that intoxicated. Come on. And oh, I sober. And I should note. Though. I should note. This is in the luxury suite areas too. This isn't wow. like in the end zone or something. It's no you riffraff. I mean? Like you think it's free of riffraff, but I bet you. No, I bet you that. Maybe what? Thirty percent, forty percent, probably don't know anything about anything. <laughs> I was with a guy the other day in a car, our boy Roe, and he basically, like, drove us into a ditch. Then, like, he drove into a parking lot, okay? So I asked him after, why did you drive into the parking lot instead of, like, the exit? And he said, the GPS told me to. And I said, yeah, but it's a parking lot. Like, you could see, like, it didn't make sense. And he actually admitted. He goes, I'm a millennial. I don't know where I'm going. I only listen to the GPS. So, like, people have, like, sort of stopped thinking. Like, even, yeah, I will continue yeah. to drive into this dead-end parking lot because the GPS told me to. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, not a lot of common sense used in today's uh, day and age. No. People uh, do no, less no, reading. Nevertheless. Less reading, more oh, watching, too. Those guys with the AAA used to make those AAA books and maps. Man, they were amazing, right? And here at CAA, but they're AAA. Like, those are, those are gold. Who the hell uses a road map to get around anymore, Mike? No, yeah, that, that stuff doesn't happen. But anyway, good. gone are the days, Marenzi. That's uh, See, I was. I, I thought Mike. I held Mike up in higher esteem. Like I thought, you know, he was like a businessman, hey, sharp, the, always wearing a suit, and like college. seems to have go business trips. So what went south? Yeah, here? Well, went to Boston College, friends. Well, you know, so, uh, I talked during a commercial on a mic no, that I didn't know was open. Yes, I know where yeah, Buffalo yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this. You can get yourself off the hook right now. Uh-oh. What is triphobia? Triphobia. Uh, yeah. Triphobia. I will admit I did not know what this was. I don't think That's it's trending a f- on Twitter right now. Triphobia. <sighs> triphobia. I, I don't think it's a fear of 13. I think it's like Triskaidekaphobia is the fear of 13, but or the fear of three. Fear of three, maybe? I don't know. See, you are pretty smart. Tristan Decaphobia. What the hell's that? I think it's fear of People 13. have the fear of the number 13? Yeah. I was I was going to say the fear of tripods. Fear of, fear of things coming in three? Tri-phobia. Is that triphobia? Yeah, it makes sense, Mike. I don't know. How about, wouldn't yeah. it make sense if it was like a fear of trying? Oh, I'm a big loser. I can't do it. I have triphobia. It could be, but I was thinking it was T-R-I-phobia. Triphobia? Yep. Triphobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes. So like like a bowling ball? Yeah. Like that? Like crump? Triphobia, I guess they can't stick their finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. It is not officially recognized yet as a mental disorder, but may fall under the broad category of a specific phobia if fear is involved. And it is excessive and distressing, as evidently the Apple iPhone 11 has uh, triggered people's fears that suffer from triphobia. Weird. And they're literally mad. 
Yeah, I because I because people are insane. Like, what kind of world are we living in now? Like, do you just make up new things? I have triphobia. The new iPhone 11 Pro is having a profoundly unsettling effect on people who suffer from a fear of small holes. And people are actually mad that, like, Apple, like, made a phone with small holes in it. As opposed to stating that if you are scared of small holes, you need help. <laughs> like, it's not Apple's fault, Cam. <laughs> Yeah, when you look I'm at going to say this, though. Yeah, go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I, I will. I, I, sorry, Mike. I, I don't mean to interrupt. But That's right. Let's take a look at this from a practical point of view, Marenzi. When I have my Android phone there and I have the, my one speaker, it's solid, right? If you have holes in a phone, think about all the things, what you're doing, like things at the desk, crumbs, toast, things that can get into those holes that's uh, probably bad for the phone. I don't really have a fear of the holes. I just think it's bad for the phone's uh, service and productivity if you're going to be filling it with junk. And you know things are going to get stuck in those holes. You get my drift? Yeah, so for those people that haven't seen the uh, the new iPhone 11 yet, the camera on the back, the pattern is three holes, which is similar to what it would look like on a bowling ball. There's like three uh, camera lenses stupid. in that pattern. Stupid. I don't like it. So why don't we ban bowling? Because there's 60,000 weirdos out there that don't like holes. I guess they're all virgins. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had a better one, but it was so X-rated. I couldn't couldn't do it. You can't do it. (laughs) I know where you're leaning, but you can't go that route. 60,000? You think there's 60,000 people? Or like six? (laughs) No, supposedly there's 60,000 of these people. Learn something yeah, every there's day. There's sixty thousand people that suffer. You know what? I what's we should come up with. Uh, what's it? What would we call it? Bad beat phobia. That's what my phobia. Oh. I suffer from losing bets by half a yard, Cam. And we're yeah, more than sixty thousand strong. Us. Oh, look at me. You know it's funny. We're called degenerate gamblers. Other people, it's a phobia. It's like oh, oh I'm, I'm scared of this. Like. Like, really, it's exactly like Krusty the Clown said when he lost it and reinvented his career. Oh, look at me. I'm an idiot. I can't open a bag of peanuts on an airplane. I can't set the clock on my on my microwave. It's true. You know, look at you drive into a parking lot because the GPS told you to. I take Uber every day. It gets worse by the day, man. I'm going to end up in, like, Trenton one of these nights, man. <laughs> All right. I also have a phobia of uh, everybody uh, signing with the New England Patriots. So, Mike, as yeah. a Pittsburgh uh, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, yeah. you're probably laughing, just like you just were. Like, sort of, ha-ha, it's not our fault. Look at the Raiders. A.B.'s a big jerk. And then somehow he ends up on the one team that always beats you all the time yeah. and now just gets stronger. <laughs> yeah, like it went from laughing to, I can't believe this, Antonio Brown ended up on the um, on the New England Patriots, and what do we get out of this? Well, wow! But like as a Steelers fan, what, what are you going to do? Steelers on Sunday night. Well, terrible game, obviously. No excuses for that. But I, as far as the Antonio Brown saga is concerned, I, I've said for months he he made it easy on them to just go seek a trade, or uh, you know would would have been a potential release to go seek a trade, which was undervalued. But he had to be off the team. Obviously, they avoided trading him to the Patriots the first time, but for whatever you believe regarding the Antonio Brown saga, whether he fully orchestrated it from the beginning or not, what were the Steelers to do? They're totally uninvolved from the time he left the team until now. 
shocks me that a guy they from should, Central uh, Michigan could do that thing. Freaking white NFL lawyers and stuff. Cryogenic <laughs> feet to this. It's a miracle. Antonio Brown played these turkeys. Maybe he's harder than they think. Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop uh, wearing out uh, a watch, and he feels singled out. Yeah, yeah, you feel, dude. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. We're back. All right. Game time decisions continues. Uh, thank you, Mike. I'm aware. <laughs> What's going on in the pit today here? You get it. You, you, you get. Uh, you have some. Uh, Was a happy hour lunch today? A big business meeting. A couple of cocktails, Mike. What's going on in there? I wish. Clean and sober, bud. If we can, can we get Cam? Uh, Cam's. Um, Level up a little bit. Uh, Mike uh, Mike is loud, but uh, if we get Cam uh, up a little bit, uh, that'd be good. Uh, all right, so I was talking, uh, going into the break uh, here, I see uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop wearing the watch and that he feels like he's being singled out by the National uh, Football League. And I really don't understand how... You're being singled out when it's in the rules that you're not allowed to wear a watch. Like, like nobody else is wearing a freaking watch. So, like, why are you being singled out? <laughs> because you are the only guy in the league. He says, I'll still be wearing it. The same way I wear it every day I go to practice. When I go here, I go there. I've been wearing it. I take a shower with it. It's just on me. It's just on me, he says. Um... The thing about him is what's amazing, they lost the game, mm-hmm. Cam. Like, they got blown out by 30 points. They lose yeah. the game, and his concern is about his watch. You know, this is, this is the thing with Beckham. He's not a bad guy. You know, he'll show up for practice. He'll show up. He'll, you know, he tries in the games. But ultimately... He just never sort of the, the right way of putting it is gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, once again, this wouldn't be happening under a Belichick coaching team or, or a respected coach. This is Freddie Kitchens. You're in a week two, and you got your ass handed to you. Baker Mayfield didn't look good in the preseason, didn't look good last week. And he's coming back to New York this week, and his biggest concern is that he wants to wear a watch cam. As opposed to, I ain't worried about no watch, man. I'm worried about beating the Jets. We just lost by 30. No, no. He's worried about his watch. And now this is the story this week with the Browns. Odell Beckham telling the league to basically get bent and blow me. He basically said, I'm not taking it off. What are you going to do? Like, really? Like, you want to cause problems over you wearing a stupid freaking watch? It's ridiculous, Cam. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. When I saw this story, I put in my update too, Marenzi. This is insane to me. This is a team that got absolutely throttled 
and I mean throttled by the Titans, and you said it. First, and it's a $190,000 watch this guy's talking about. He's like, oh, I got a problem. Guys are wearing uh, hard hard casts and all that other stuff. Yeah, well, they're players with injuries that are going in there. You're wearing a friggin' accessory. You're not uh, Reggie Roby from, uh, remember the old punter for the Dolphins he used to wear a watch. You said it, Gabe. This is what bought, drives me nuts about these guys. The guy's worried about things like that. You're right, seven catches for 71 yards. He did his thing, but I'm just telling you, I can't deal with this. If I'm a coach, I just go up to him and say, you know, enough is enough. But you're right. Belichick has the respect to do that. And Antonio Brown will listen. Kitchens and uh, OBJ, it's not going to go down like that. But the fact that this guy is worried about playing with a watch and he's worried about a fashion accessory out in the football field, it just it's an absolute clown move. You know what I would do, I don't Cam? Even, I, don't even know where, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. I think it's nuts. If I'm on the Jets, if I'm playing against them, I'm ripping the watch the off watch. his hand. I I'm ripping it off his arm. I'm going Ash. right for it. Like on a tackle, I'll just go, I'll rip it off. Sorry, bro. You want to wear $350,000? You clearly got the watch for free. Now the watch company is saying, no, 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 no. He's not a spokesperson or anything. There's only 500 of these watches that were ever made, Mike. Yeah. And it's $350,000. They clearly got the bang for the buck. You yeah, know, it was all a plot for him to get it. That's what I'm saying. So he did this for a $300,000 watch, essentially. Yeah. And he's he, probably thinking, oh, I'm yeah. getting a $350,000 watch for free. I've never understood... Uh, players wanting to wear jewelry on the field, whether it's chains or earrings or, in this case, a totally ridiculous thing to wear a watch in the middle of a football game, which can get broken, could scratch somebody. There's a wide variety of somewhat ridiculous but very narrow rules on uniforms and the way in which players can wear it. Your towel can only be on a certain part of your body. You can't wear black cleats. All of these things that we have come up in the past that we know about, and you obviously can't wear a watch. The, the officials at the time probably didn't notice it, but here we are, and he, to your point, is more concerned about that than what occurred in the game and trying to be defiant about it. I, He's I been don't, I, I don't ever really get on the whole. Uh, aren't these millennials crazy? Because you sound like an old, you sound like an old guy that can't relate to a younger generation. But this is a real huge sense of entitlement, not just from a wealthy athlete, from but from a guy who just thinks he doesn't have to listen to authority because he's cool. Yeah, it's um, it's embarrassing. It's just you know, it's just dumb. It's this is it. Yeah, it's the definition of a distraction. As I stated, your number one concern yeah. should be, you know what, we lost this game. I really, I'm only really caring about the Jets. Listen, I get it. He says that it's jewelry, essentially, that people wear jewelry. You know, Mike, I don't mind the jewelry part. If somebody has a chain that they feel is good luck to them or somebody gave them, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Like for me personally, I wouldn't uh, understand it, but you're right. Up. You're right. I, I, like, it's, if, if it's allowed and they choose to and they want to wear it, then I'm not going to really say anything about it. I've never personally understood it. I would find it personally distracting if I were wearing something like that. Reggie Roby used to wear a watch, as Larry and Wawa uh, brings up. Yep. Um, remember, he was the punter with yeah. the Dolphins camp. He used to wear that yeah. watch, but he was a punter. Yeah, it's different, and he shouldn't have been allowed to wear the watch either. I'm not going to say that. Like, to be honest, it's the just rules dumb. Rule. Like, yeah. Like, I wear a wait, watch. What's, so what's, so what's that, game. NBA players going to start wearing board? Rolexes during games? Yeah. Oh, what? What? My wife just... Yeah, oh, okay. it's just... Okay, well, honey, you don't need to the know the time. <laughs> yeah. You're playing a damn sport. Like, I tell him, you need the time? Look at the damn scoreboard. Exactly. There's a clock on the on the stadium wall. Guys, we got to get Cam's uh, volume up turned up here. It's just it's too, it's, uh, or Mike, you know, whatever. Maybe it's because 
Yeah, I know. It's because we do this in the pit. And I brought this up last week. Uh, from now on, Mike, just call in on the phone, buddy. Like, this pit thing isn't good. We hear all the noise in the background. We hear the mic shuffling around. Okay. Like, it's the I level. I thought the sound would be, be better. Uh, bad and stuff. I thought the sound would be better. No, you sound good. Yeah, it's no. Just, uh, I think it, no, it actually, screws up something from my Yeah, end, it's just whatever. What's the show going on right now in the, in the studio? Uh, what is it? Rugby show. They're doing a is rugby show. Is there a show, show going on in the... Rugby. Oh, there's a rugby show. Yeah. Rugby. All right. Now, we don't want to piss off rugby guys. Bet, They're kind of tough. Bet New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Take the All Blacks. Take the Kiwis. Take the Kiwis. Lay the points for the All Blacks. He can knows. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so who do you think is going to win that game, Mike? See, I hear the Cleveland. door. Uh, who, who's going to win the game, Mike? Uh, Jets, uh, Jets and the Browns. Obviously, brutal losses for both teams. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll stick with the Jets here, just because I, as long as as long as we know that Mosley's going to be out there, I, I have to make that caveat because things change dramatically once he left the field. But if Mosley can be out there. Then I'll go with them. I like the way they played at least for three quarters of the game the other day. I like the Browns in this spot. Man, Mosley uh, had a massive impact. He was great. He sure did. He's it's amazing. But I'll tell you something. I think the Browns, watching that game with the Tennessee, I'm going to tell you, though, they're going to come back. Uh, I know the offensive line, they had some injuries, but I'm just going to say they, they will get things done. Baker Mayfield will be able to move the ball. The Browns will beat the Jets, Gabe. I'm pretty – I feel good about that. I think I'm going to be betting that game. I know it's hard for you to lay points on the road, but I think they get it done. They're a better team with more talent. I think there's going to be a lot of drama in the game, and mm-hmm. there's going to be something uh, – I think it'll be a memorable game, and it'll come down to the fourth quarter. Something will happen. But I'm leaning with Cam in this in the sense of – Who's going to bounce back? Who Who's going to embrace? Who's going to embrace this large stage that this game is? And it's the big stage this game. It's Monday Night Football. It's the 50th anniversary. It should have been last week, but nevertheless, last night, nevertheless. But, but it was the first ever Monday Night Football game. Baker Mayfield's been running his mouth for months and not backing it up now suddenly. The same people who built him up will look to take him down. The Cleveland Browns were this massively hyped team. Odell Beckham coming back to New York. New York Jets 0-1, blowing a 16-0 lead. Adam Gase, uh, the loser of this team, is going to be 0-2. The press conference for Freddie Kitchens or Adam Gase in 0-2 is going to be must-see TV because Gase is already getting defensive, I guess, guys. (laughs) He said... uh, Well, which is the worst loss to you? And he responded, Cam... Because I'm the head coach. I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, yeah, that's going to go well. Not one in New York. Well. Telling it, getting it going with New York. Yeah. That's you real. Said, so I can do it. what I want because I'm the coach. That's why. <laughs> Which do you think was the worst loss, guys? Okay, Case. I think uh, Cleveland's. Uh, it, Browns. It's tough, though. The way the, way, the way the Jets pissed it away, but the Browns got absolutely de- demol- demolished. Yeah, you know what the it Jets was? actually Tennessee. did good things. They did. And, and and Cleveland at the end of that game, too, Tennessee rubbed it in their faces because they were loving all the hype and the talk. Like, Mayfield was brutal at the end of that game. Pick six, laughing at them, winning by 30. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Cleveland loss with all the hype was definitely worse. But they're both bad losses. It's by 30 at home. Yeah, yeah. the Jets have something. 
the Jets have something to hang their hat on in that, hey, listen, we played well. You know, we were up 16 nothing. We just didn't close it. We didn't, we, you know, we got to learn to finish this thing. It's a process to learn how to win games, man. It is. Uh, but if you're the Browns, there was nothing positive about that football yeah. game. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, I just think, though, in a primetime setting, I trust Baker Mayfield to bounce back more than Sam Darnold. Yeah. I trust that, that they, they have more talent. And it comes down to me trusting Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Sam – I think Sam Darnold isn't as good as everyone makes him out to be, guys. Like, you know, people are sort of like fast-tracked him as this amazing quarterback. Yep. And he's not there yet. He had a couple he's of good games yet. at the end of the year. He can be good. He showed some – you know, he, it looks like he loses confidence. Like, he gets rattled. Like, as the game went on, Cam, you saw the other day – the passes were inaccurate. He was rushing yeah. footballs. Like, you can tell well, he Bills gets rattled. Yes, he does. I will say this, Gabe. I'm probably not going to smash Cleveland in this spot, but I want to bring this up. Two offensive linemen for the Cleveland Browns were injured in that game, too. It, it's big for Baker Mayfield. He can run his mouth all he wants. If, if those guys were there, I would smash the Browns against the Jets. I still like them, but I'm going to tell you, they better figure this thing out because Tennessee – beat the crap out of them. They were all over their line. They're, they just slapped them around. I, I, I'm just envisioning sort of a tough press conference for Freddie Kitchens. Now, the Jets, to your point, Gabe, they, they did some things really well, and it's not an excuse, but their signal caller in the first game of the year, when obviously everybody hasn't played games together, was lost in the middle of that game. And I, I think it really did confuse them on defense, but to your point, Baker can probably pick on the Jets secondary more so than the other way around. Yeah, but it, this is a tough game, man. It is. I, I don't have confidence in either it team. Is. I don't have. I don't. I'm gonna I don't tell have you, confidence. Gabe, uh, I really don't I, have. I bet confidence one game. In your team. I hate to say it, Lewitt's Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna kill Seattle, and Seattle's my team. Uh, I watched that Bengals game, Gabe. They were lucky to escape wow. with a win with the Bengals at home. I'm telling you. If you get Pittsburgh under four right now, just bet it. Seattle had lots of problems in that game with John Ross. Mike? Well, uh, <laughs> they got a lot of work Mike. to do. Got a lot of work to do between Sunday night and then the when they play Seattle. Seattle. But They'll win. Uh, I, I think the, it's a good situation for them to bounce back. I, I'm glad Seattle won. I had them in a survivor pool, and I, I sweated it out all 60 minutes. I was very unimpressed with their game. Russell Wilson got beat up the whole game. The Bengals' defense played with pride, Gabe. They looked really, really enthusiastic. i got to give Taylor and his staff a, a lot of credit in that game. They were ready to play. Seattle, very lucky to escape with a win. Bengals dominated. There are reports uh, that came out that the Seattle Seahawks actually tried to get Antonio Brown over the weekend. Uh, but Antonio was already had that thing probably set up with the Patriots. The other team, the Cleveland Browns. Oof. Hard to believe. The Browns oh, wanted to add Antonio Brown in that mix, which just would have been ridiculously stupid. Um, all right. Thanks, Mike Blewett. Right. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. Red Heat Parade, Jim Redsey, FanDuel Sportsbook. Thanks to Mike Blewett. Big man on campus uh, will join us uh, after. Uh, we got a couple of minutes uh, left here before the top of the hour. We'll go back to uh, gambling you uh, right now. As tonight, we've got uh, Major League Baseball uh, on the board. As uh, We've talked a lot about uh, handicapping uh, football games and the approach 
uh, to betting on uh, football games. Uh, baseball is completely different. And especially at this time of the year, when you get into the month of September, you will have erratic results. And what we talk about often, now there's different types of gamblers, Cam. You know, there's a recreational player, there's a degenerate player, there's the the investor. But if you are the investor type, when it comes to baseball, try to find an underdog. Uh, Try to find an underdog that you think can score a couple of runs early. And then they get off to a to a lead and then you buy back the initial favorite at plus money and then you have both sides at plus money uh, and both sides at plus money equal a win and we see this cam it takes time to do this you have to sit in front of the computer and you have to be monitoring each game and, you know, it's that's it's an in-game skill to have. But we've seen the Cam on a nightly basis. There are a couple of games, man, especially in today's day and age in baseball where three and four-run leads, they don't mean anything anymore. Like, I used in the old days, you'd be like, God damn, we're now four-nothing already. That sucks. <laughs> now it's like, yeah, it's four-nothing, but really, we can get that back. Don't worry. Right? Like, the baseball has changed now. Betting teams went down, buddy, is not a bad option. A great option and look at it tonight is that situation could happen with detroit and the yankees 640 start with edwin jackson if detroit scores first you know that you might want to come back to the uh, to the yankees old eddie jackson on the hill here tonight wow <laughs> uh-oh yankees minus 300 on the road hey thanks for downloading the podcast and remember if you want to listen live download the iHeartRadio radio app download the TuneIn app and just search for fantasy sports radio network and you can listen to this program live also if you want to watch the video of this podcast check us out on youtube on twitch or on periscope and type in you guessed it fantasy sports network you'll find us there enjoy the show and thanks for listening Thank you very much, Yang. Hey, I'm Cam Stewart, everybody, with your Sports Grid News update. Get on the grid. OBJ doesn't care what the NFL thinks. He says he's going to wear his luxury timepiece in action again. An NFL rule prohibits him from wearing hard objects on the field. But Beckham says the watch worth, he says, 190000 Earlier report, 350 Anyway, the watch sounds expensive. Beckham caught seven passes for 71 yards. He's going to wear it uh, this week. He should be focused on playing the New York Jets, but cares more about the timepiece. Anyway, returning home to the Meadowlands should be an absolute gong show this week. We had breaking news earlier today. The New England Patriots have traded wideout Demetrius Thomas to the Jets for a six-round draft pick. Uh, Thomas signed a one-year deal with New England this offseason after tearing his Achilles late last year. He was among New England's inactives week one against Pittsburgh. Bill Belichick worry, not going to happen where Antonio Brown is concerned, people. Some people in the media believing the issues that caused Antonio Brown's departure from both the Raiders and Steelers will resurface in New England, but Bill Belichick put an end to that. He has a history of dealing with outspoken star receivers, and he says there's going to be no problems with Brown, period. Quote, it's the same thing you guys said about Randy Moss when we brought him in, said Belichick to NBC Sports Boston. Moss joined the Patriots after a tough stint with the Raiders, and when he joined New England on fire, first year, an NFL record, 23 touchdowns, and second in the league with just under 1,500 yards receiving. Moss recorded back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2008 and nine with New England before leaving the team. What a success. Philadelphia Eagles defensive tackle Malik Johnson expected to miss the whole season after suffering a list frank injury in week one versus Washington. 
that injury. It's uh, we're going to require surgery. and He's going to go under the knife next week. The interior lineman played just 34 snaps before the injury, and he was carted off the field and seen in a walking boot after the game. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Eagles just three days after being released from Jacksonville. NHL news, weird story today. Pittsburgh Penguins star of Jenny Malkin may have influenced the team's decision to ship out former linemate Phil Kessel to the Arizona Coyotes. Reports indicate the Russian sniper asked to be traded if the Penguins would keep Kessel around. Multiple sources telling Rob Rossi of The Athletic. Malkin, he denies all these reports and added he's a friend of Phil Kessel. The Pens traded Kessel to the Coyotes June 30th for Alex Galchenyuk and defensive prospect Pierre-Olivier Joseph. Devils, they've signed free agent forward Pavel Zaka to a three-year $6.75 million deal. That contract carries an average annual salary, $2.25 million. The 22-year-old had 13, uh, career go- uh, 13 goals last year, career high, 25 points in 61 games with New Jersey in 2018-19. Carolina defenseman Justin Falk wants a contract in place before he accepts any type of trade to the Anaheim Ducks. The six-foot blue liner tallied 11 goals and 35 points in 82 games with the Canes last season, and Falk posted positive possession numbers in six straight years with a bunch of jerks. Hoop legend Michael Jordan donating $1 million in relief to the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. The Minnesota Timberwolves have hired Rock Nation player agent Joe Branch as the team's assistant GM, according to ESPN. Upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball as Argentina knocks out uh, Serbia earlier today. 97-87, the upset win. Former NBA forward Lee Scola, now almost 40 years old. He's 39. He led the way with 20 points for the Argentinians. Jokic of Denver, Bogdanovich of Sacramento on that team. They were expected to reach the podium and challenge America for gold. Argentina advances. They'll face the winner of Wednesday's game between the U.S. and France. MLB News, Minnesota outfielder Byron Buxton done for the season. He's been placed on the 60-day injured list with a shoulder subluxation. The team announced just minutes ago. Updates tonight. we got MLB matchups and betting line. 640 start in this one, guys. Yankees minus 330 against Detroit. Green versus Jackson. Total 11 at 705. Dodgers laying 335 at Baltimore. 10, Bueller and Blotch. Atlanta laying 60 cents at Philadelphia. Freed versus, versus Vargas. Total 9.5. Boston now a buck fifty-five at Toronto. Eovaldi versus Zuck. We got a ten and a half total. Two at seven ten. Arizona at the New York Mets. Mets laying a quarter. Gallon versus Wheeler. Total eight. Milwaukee 80, 185 at Miami. Eight and a half. Anderson and Hernandez. And we got seven forty action. Washington at Minnesota. Twins minus fifty cents. Ten and a half. Sanchez and Barrios. Eight oh five action. Tampa Bay minus one thirty-five at Texas. Yarbrough and Lynn. Total nine. Two at eight ten. Casey at Chicago, White Sox, 15-cent favorites, 9.5, Junis and Nova. Oakland at Houston, Astros laying a buck, 60-10, Rourke and Miley, 8.40 action. We got the St. Louis Cardinals, minus 150 at Colorado, Waka 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 versus Gonzalez, 13.5-year number, 9.45. Pittsburgh at San Fran, Giants laying a quarter, Keller and Cueto. Late action, 10.07, Cleveland, minus 30 at L.A., 9.5, Plesek and Suarez. Cincinnati laying minus 135 at Seattle, Bauer versus Sheffield, over under 9, and the Cubs, they're minus 150 at San Diego, Quintana and Bolanas, total nine. I'm Cam Stewart. Uh, Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. Big man on campus will join us. We'll talk a little football, have some fun. So stick around, everybody. Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio on Sports Grid. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions.
Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage continues live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. I am Renzi at the Lions. It's a Tuesday, so we're betting baseball uh, tonight. Football returns on Thursday night. A lot of people have been asking me, when does uh, the MAC uh, start playing that midweek uh, football? Not until, uh, not until like baseball is over. Not until baseball is uh, is over, and then kind of like the baseball playoffs. Basically, when ESPN runs out of uh, programming, that's when they start to go to the MAC at midweek. <laughs> Can't so like, true. When like Fox <laughs> takes over, like the division series or the cha- AL championship yeah. series. Yeah. That's what it know. because people wonder how come the MAC doesn't play all year on Tuesday nights. How come it only starts like in late October, or mid October, or whatever it starts. Like you know, it's a little different each year. And basically, I used to wonder the same thing. And what it is, is they have a TV deal with ESPN. And ESPN has Major League Baseball. And, you know, major they're going to get higher ratings showing a Philadelphia Philly game or a New York Yankee game than they are a Central Michigan game. So That's true. It's not until they have room on their, their nightly schedule, which basically come the end, uh, end of September, they have a little bit more room. But ESPN normally has the rights to, like, if the first, you know, they got a wild card game. Oftentimes ESPN will have, like, the one of the first series. But it's usually Fox and, like, TBS that have the, um, that have the championship Baseball. series yep. and then the World Series. Like, the World Series never been on ESPN before. You know, like, they only have the early stuff. So, like, when... It's usually that week. Like, basically, after when the baseball playoffs start, you'll start to see, like, ESPN pop in some of these midweek college uh, football games. But speaking of baseball, holy crap, Ken. The Oakland Athletics have outscored the Seattle Mariners and Oakland Athletics in the, in the last uh, – the Astros beat the uh, the Athletics last night 15 nothing. The night before, they beat Seattle 21-1. It's yep. freaking 36 runs in two games. Uh, they scored 36-1. But I'm looking tonight. We talked about Edwin Jackson, and so that's an early game action. Glad you brought that up, Cam, because I better send Window Will over to the with the window. Yeah, to get this in, starting at 6:40. I hate to be this poly public about it, but how the hell do we not take a New York Yankees, L.A. Dodgers parlay? It's minus 138 only. Yeah, I'm going to check uh, Cortez now p- pitching for the Yankees versus Edwin Jackson. Uh, double checking, yeah. see if my line is very, very close to you with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's. I even got like a what is it? What do we got? Like a buck twenty? Like, let me see here. I got. Well, actually, yeah, no, it's gone up. I got one forty, Gabe. So if you get that, that's a very good number. That's a good number with Euler. I got minus one thirty-eight. Oh, that's good. not bad. And the Dodgers. They should... The Dodgers can clinch the division tonight, so they'll come to play. Like, it's, it's, tonight's the clincher. Bad pitcher for Baltimore, too. Game time decisions. Big man on campus joins us next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
game time decisions. We're throwing it down uh, here at uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Meadowlands. Uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns game that's going to be taking place uh, here on Monday Night uh, Football. The, the losing team's going to be 0-2. And we talked about it this morning, me and Renera, I brought it up. I know, like, you, you, you say, well, you can't overreact, and it is true. Uh, you can't overreact um, after what you saw from one week in the National Football League, but numbers don't lie. Facts are facts, and the fact of the matter is, in the last 12 years, going back, going back, um, it's actually now 13 years. It was actually going into last year, but last year there were a couple of teams that did start off 0-2 and they made the playoffs, but uh, generally it's only 10%. You have a 10% chance of making the playoffs if you start the season 0-2, and uh, there's like 91 teams, and only like nine of them have actually done it. Um, it's it's tough, and the loser, the Browns and the Jets, the loser won't make the playoffs, I'll tell you that right now. But I didn't think either team was going to make the playoffs to begin with. Let's bring in a big man on campus, stepping up, and, and what's going on, big man? What's up, guys? How are you? We're doing, We're doing all good, right, big, uh, man. big man. We're doing all right, although, you know, it's baseball night tonight. I prefer if there was some football or some NBA basketball on the board. Uh, but But you know what? Yeah, there's a couple of good baseball games, and we'll, we we always sent Will. You got the parlay, Will? Yeah, bring it over here. Let's see what it pays here. Thank you. Um, all right, so I played the parlay. Real wise guy play play here. <laughs> L.A. Dodgers, <laughs> uh, New York Yankees parlay. One hundred dollars pays me back. Yeah, wise guy stuff can pays me back. Uh, One hundred and seventy-one dollars and twenty-five cents. That is the epitome of, like, public parlay. Yankees and Dodgers versus the Orioles and Detroit Tigers. You said it, buddy. Like, hey, it should win, right? Uh, I'm surprised they didn't make it, like, minus 200 because you know how many jackasses are going to play this parlay tonight? Oh, I'm with you. I thought that would be – I honestly, with a gun to my head, you go, what's the line? I'd say a buck 75. Like, you'd think it'd be, like – over 70, maybe like a buck 80. Yeah, top, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the fact that it's yeah, 138 is not of, bad. And it's actually really low <laughs> for the pitchers involved. I think because, know what it is, All guys? Right, because so of Cor- Cortez, we'll get... Cortez going for the Yankees. Sorry, Gabe. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's the big reason. Yeah, I, I don't care. Edwin start. Jackson. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Edwin Jackson Yikes. is going for the Tigers. So that's all we need to say there. So we'll get into the football here. But, big man, I saw, I saw you on Twitter earlier today. I saw people, uh, you discussing the Mike Scott stuff, but I didn't see any context to it. So I'll be honest with you. I did not know, you know, it's not like this is a massive national story, right? Um, I didn't know about it. I say, you know, and uh, I looked into it this afternoon, and I see Deadspin, and the guy on Deadspin, what's his name? Uh, this is Dan McQuaid, but I think the Drew Marguerite guy. One of the guys at Deadspin, like, is a massive Philly guy. Like, every freaking second story is about Philadelphia. Um, so there's video here, and there's a little detail. I don't know if you read the story, uh, big man. It's pretty, pretty detailed. Like, it goes back as far as history and Philadelphia police and, and everything. But So I do not know your take on this. Me and Cam talked about it earlier, and we'll let you go first here. But I see here in Deadspin, the fallout from the Mike Scott uh, story is shaking Philadelphia to its core. And there's sort of a couple of sides to it that there's the 
Hey, not everyone in Philadelphia is a psychotic racist that wants to fight people in a parking lot. And then there's the other side of you can't wear redskin stuff even if you play for the Philadelphia 76ers at a Philadelphia Eagle game. So you're a Philadelphia big man. Where do you stand on this Mike Scott story? Before I say anything on the Mike Scott story, I want to make it very clear. I do not know if there are racist things said. I have no idea. So I want to make that very clear. But I want to make it clear, though, also that Mike Scott, I have to ask, why was he even there? Uh, this is a guy that, look, you want to go to an Eagles game? I got no issue with that. Of course, do what you want to do. But why are you walking around the, the, the tailgate? Well, it's America, big man. That's why he's there. Well, I, that's fine. I get that. I get that. I mean, but listen, there, there's certain fan etiquette that you do not walk into people's tailgates you're not invited to, especially uh, tailgates that people pay for and that uh, you, you just don't belong to. I don't care if he has a Redskins jersey or an Eagles jersey on. You don't do that. You don't just walk into people's Yeah, but he was uh, standing. He, he was standing. But, he was standing around a Sean Taylor coffin, right? At a, at yeah. a Redskins no, tent. No, that's incorrect. That's yeah. incorrect. That is incorrect. There was no any. There was nothing connected to Sean Taylor to the coffin. They do it every week. They bring a coffin to the game and they put the opposing team's shirt on the coffin. It's something they do every week. They're there every week. They're in that F lot every week. The same place. They have they have all sorts of tailgate stuff. They're hardcore fans. They're there at three in the morning. Okay, it, did Mike yeah. Scott walk into there? Okay, no, I, I'll get this a, then. So that now, context, now good to, from see, that context, context, I get it. Different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, that's good. That if he that. if he approached them, if he walked up into their yeah. into their area, I get that. Like you know, because I got to say, him someone walking through the tailgate. With a Redskins jersey, fine. You walk through the parking no, lot. No, there's nothing but wrong with that. I will agree. I will. I will agree. I will agree that you should mind your own business. And in America, it seems to be the theme in every big city: <laughs> mind your own business. So go on. I will agree with that assessment. Right. So Mike Scott, it, it, look, if he had set something up with the Sixers, like they were going to have a tailgate and they were going to rib with fans, no one would have cared. Okay. But again, these fans that wear other jerseys. Look, if you walk through the parking, you're not going to have a problem. But if you're visibly walking in a tailgate, trying to start some of the people, those fans are not going to – first of all, no one even knew who was Mike Scott was. Mike Scott's not Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, okay? The normal Philadelphia fan probably wouldn't know Mike Scott if he walked into the tailgate. I get he's tall. I get it, whatever. But he's visibly on camera being asked Well, to then me. they're not real they're Sixer fans then. <laughs> well, maybe not. Eagle fans, I mean, let's again, be real. You and I are different – well, I don't know. They, no, I mean, I'm sure that they were 10. Well, I don't know. I, I know. I know. Hell, I know who Mike Scott is. I know that if I see a Toronto Raptor player in a parking lot, I know yeah. if I'm a Raptor fan, I know he's a Raptor. If, but but I hear what you're Fred saying. Go Van on. Fleet, they didn't, like you said. Yeah, I was gonna people say, didn't I was just gonna know. Say quickly, if Fred Van Fleet walked into Models and you were there, Gabe, you'd be, hey, hey what's that? Like, you know every Raptor, who, every, every single guy, bench guy, for God's sake, you know who they are. So I, I continue. And, so and the, but you are right. Us. Nobody... But nobody on the scene said, it is true, just to point it, nobody yep. said, hey, that guy's on the Philadelphia, that's Mike Scott of the Sixers. No one knew yeah. there. Not, not one person. You are right. Right, Gabe. But, but Gabe, here's the thing. And, and I, you know I don't drink, so I, I'm not going to try to act like I, I drink and I know how good things are. But, look, most people, in the heat of the moment, they, they hear shit, they don't hear stuff. Um, you know, it is just what it is. At the end of the day, Mike Scott was asked to leave. You can see it. He's told they're telling him to leave. They're telling him to leave. He's being pulled back by other people. Leave, leave, leave. 
and he throws a punch. I can't understand how Mike Scott's the victim here. Mike Scott should not be in the tailgate. It's that simple. No other athlete ever goes into a tailgate willingly on their own. It just doesn't happen. This is a guy that is his behavior of just doing stuff because he thinks he can do it. Look, I get he's a human and he could be able to do what he wants, but he's an athlete. He's going to have to – there's certain things that he just don't do, and wearing an opposing team shirt is probably not the smartest thing to do in Philadelphia. Again, as, as Cam said, I think he said it very eloquently, most Eagle fans love the Eagles. I don't know if they love the other teams maybe like I do or other people do, and I don't know that they're going to know Mike Scott. Mike Scott's only been here for about a year, Gabe. So – there are certain fans that maybe didn't know who he was, but at the end of the day, you can see Mike Scott throwing a punch and they react. It's just something that Mike Scott probably shouldn't do. And for all the people that are well, he's got Mike he's Trout, got about eight guys with him. He's got about eight right? guys in, in, in t shirts going at him after. Let's be real. Yeah. It started out you're right. Guy, but if you're the security guy for the Sixers, wouldn't you just say, Hey Mike, listen, I know you probably want to go to the tailgate, but why don't we just go up to the suite? Maybe and you can set a tailgate up with the fan base where you can have the fun with it. it it's an organized thing. He just literally willingly walked into people's tailgates. No, okay, I totally I you're from, right. Yep. I know from you're experiences. Right. I was at FedEx Field with an Eagles jersey on. I was told to leave. I had an Eagles jersey on. You don't go into people's tailgates that you're not invited to. You just don't. All right, we'll continue this on the other side. Yet... It seems like this stuff only really happens in Philadelphia all the time. It's like every couple of every like couple. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions continues. Red Heat and Rage. Oh, Radio? my Undertaker. What's up with the Undertaker? Under- That's what it sounds like. Oh, my parlay. My parlay. Why, Denver? Why? Um, I'm just seeing here right now this Kevin Durant stuff. Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, this I, guy I never it, just shuts the F up, huh? I, honestly, it's unbelievable, dude. Like you're not playing. Like this year. guy really oh, is I, a clown, man. He just never shuts up. It's like, oh, Oklahoma City, this and that, and I have no affiliation for this guy. And Kevin Durant really says, yeah. Team. Uh, shut up. Like these athletes are unbelievable today. Kevin Durant says he was planning. He was planning on going back to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder one day, and totally it was the way he was treated after, after he left Big Man. You gotta like that, right? Like, what's up with these these prima donnas, man, in the NBA? Like, how dare you get, like, I, you know, we've talked about Philly fans and, and the stuff, and they're not the only ones, actually. I brought it up earlier. Dodger fans do stupid things. Fans do stupid things. It is what it is. But I don't begrudge Oklahoma City fans for calling him a cupcake when he went back or, like, he screwed them. He left. 
He's got burner accounts. He argues with teenagers on Twitter. And now he's upset about how the, he was treated by Oklahoma City after. It's freaking gold. He goes on to say that he uh, hates the NBA. He hates the NBA and everything that it stands for and the politics. And he hates executives um, in the NBA. It's funny. You, you don't mind getting paid, bro. Yeah. And this guys he's a psycho. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And I'll throw it to you guys. When it was the NBA Finals in the playoffs, during one of the Warrior players was off the record type thing about KD. They said, someone said, what do you think? Is KD coming back or not? And the player told him, they said, oh, no, he's not coming back. And the player said, it was unnamed player, he said, he said he's always been unhappy. He's always unhappy. And then he said, he said, shit. Guy goes, shit, man, we've won three titles in a row. He's the MVP in the last two years in a row. Since he got here, he's won two finals and is the MVP of both of them, and he's still miserable. He won't be happy anywhere. And that that was the Warrior players are basically like, if you're not happy here on the Golden State Warriors, you won't be happy anywhere. And you see, big man, he's just a miserable person. I, I and, and he says, his quote is, he hates seeing how the NBA and money and fame changes people. You're the one that changed the most in the NBA. <laughs> It's insane. You used to be Captain Humble. Now you're Johnny Jerkoff. Yeah, he seems like he he's just one of those people that doesn't matter what happens, he's just always going to be an upset, miserable dude. Um, you know, look, I think we all have things about like what we do that we don't necessarily like. I mean, I have things that I don't like about the handicapping business or whatever, but you know, look, I, I don't generally yeah. hate on people just to hate on them. I, I think Kevin Durant just likes to fight with people. And, and look, the comments about, you know, he doesn't like the NBA. I mean, isn't this the same guy that left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State? I mean, he's a poster boy for everything he's talked about. I don't understand what he's – I don't understand what he's getting at. He seems like a miserable dude. He's always kind of had that um, – that, that, you know, I like him as a player. I think he's terrific. But he's definitely really hateable as far as the stuff that he pulls. He wasn't like this before. He wasn't like no, this wasn't. in the early days. He wasn't. Uh, change, he wasn't like this. Seattle, very different. You said fame it. Will change this you, guy's, man. Yeah, well, no, but it shouldn't though. The thing, yeah, fame will change you, but the bottom line is some people deal with it better. And the thing is, when you're yeah. getting greased, this type of money, big man, something comes along with it, right? That's that's part of the gig, right? You're a special athlete. Yeah. You get paid astronomical amounts of money. And part of life and the money and the package that you have is dealing with this stuff. And these clowns, like the old OBJ with the watch and, and Kevin Durant bitching all the time about, you know, you left the city. Like, what the hell do you want the fans to do? It's just, I'll tell you that, Cam. Yep. Listen, big man. I was, yeah, one thing I want to point out is, is I, I'll tell you when I love, I thought Kevin Durant was so eloquent that one, when he won the MVP, the, the speech he gave to like his mother, like I, I thought, like, I still to this day, he's one of the greatest players' speeches I've ever heard, you know. And at that point, I thought he was such a likable guy. And then now it's just like he, he's got to the point where I think he's just – I mean, he's got to be one of the more polarizing athletes, I mean, in sport. I mean, the way he just – You know what I have to say to that, big man? Yeah. You know what I say to that? I'm sure there's even serial killers that love their mom. <laughs> Everyone likes their mom, so he's nice to his mom. You know what I'm saying? No, but, he just, he but get like this. An eloquent it's, guy, I, got, you know? I got to read this. 
I got to read this interview. I got to read it in its entirety in the Wall Street Journal. Now he's taking shots at the Warriors about why he never fit in there. He never was accepted. I'm just different than the the other guys on the Warriors. And then now he's getting he gets into as a pot shot at Kerr. The motion offense doesn't work. The motion offense that we ran in Golden State only works to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain to a certain point of like five NBA title appearances. Shut the, the hell up. Don't let the ever. door hit you on the way out, KD. Have fun, Brooklyn. Have fun, Brooklyn. And now KD and Irving are pressing them to sign Carmelo. And, all right, you say no to KD, Cam, and he's going to act like a little girl, right? He's going to freak out. He's not even playing this year, and he wants to be the GM now. Yet he hates the politics of the NBA. Like, dude, let's, let's, I would yeah, never, like, today, it's kid. just, it's... This, you know, it's insane. So so we're this guy is not playing next year. Today he managed to rip Oklahoma City, rip guys like the old organization on his team, wasn't part of the gang on the team. It's like, what the hell do you like I just don't get it, man? Like I just don't I just don't understand it, Marenzi. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of slack jawed with a lot of these guys. And there's some yeah, athletes I, that you really, really love, guys who play hurt and stuff. But this new breed, like I, I'm more concerned about wearing a $350,000 timepiece and how I look and starting problems and go and catch the foot. Like, who the hell are these guys? What, what, what are you doing? There's other guys that play on a team. It's called a team sport. It's not all about you. That's the bottom line. Is they're just selfish dicks, right, big man? Good point. Comes down to they it. should yeah, be I, MMA I, fighters I, I, or tennis players. You're right, because yeah, they're not selfish pricks. You want to play an individual sport? Learn how to go play golf You're right. Be Colby Covington. Be Colby Covington. Be an MMA guy. Run your mouth. Be Conor McGregor. You yeah, can be the biggest people. jerk, and I'm fight the best people. and everything. You're a good point. It's a team no, I, Don't want big, man. I think you're I, – I, that was – I mean, what a great what a great point by Cam there. I, I think you're totally right. I mean, it's – uh. It's a shame. I mean, you look at, you know, like Odell Beckham, for instance. I mean, I mean, if you're a Cleveland Brown fan this week, I mean, do you really want to see shit like that? I mean, this is a team that was one for 10 on third down the other day, a team that put up 13 points. Uh, he only had, you know, he did what he could do, I guess. But, I mean, is that really what you want to see as a fan? It's just, uh, it's pathetic. I mean, between him and, and all these other idiots. Uh, yeah, the the new, uh, I've talked about it, though. The new, the new sports is, uh, it's hard to like some of these dudes, man, it the is. way they act. It's, it uh, is. It's a shame. It is. It is. And I'll, I'll tell you something, Marenzi. Um, it's a millennial. I, I, not a millennial. What's the generation below millennial? Generation X. Generation, generation is not X. millennial. Millennials are a little older. Generation X, isn't it? Or Y? Or no, it's not X. Ge- no, DX. Right, the Generation X. Generation Y. Y. You're correct. It is Y. It's Generation. Right. Holy crap. This would delay. Yeah. Generation Y. That's that. It's not millennials. It's sort of past uh, millennials. You know, millennials get blamed for a lot. And listen, millennials' lives are screwed. And it's not their fault. They're as stupid as they are either. They grew up. Look, we didn't grow up with the internet, right? We actually had to read a newspaper. We didn't grow up with cell phones. We didn't grow up like with GPS. You know what I'm saying? There's no GPS. You have to read a freaking map or figure it out for yourself. So now everyone's so just so dependent. You're obviously going to be dumber. Look, hold on, big man. I can't even. uh, Like I said, like it's it's just a common thing, and I'm I'm victim of it myself. I can't spell anymore. I can't handwrite anymore. I I tried to write something the other day, Dan. I tried to write write my picks for Will. It looks like a four-year-old, like my writing. I can't write. I've been typing for the last freaking 15 years. 
Yeah, I used to know how to write. I can't write or spell anymore because of this stuff. So imagine only growing up in this. That's what happens, big man. That's why they're dumb. Yeah, and, and I I actually probably was one of the last, gener- you know, my age group was probably the last of that. I, I didn't, I mean, we had dial-up internet when I was a kid. We had Nectels. We didn't have, like, some of the stuff these kids have. I still, that's what a lot of people ask me, why do you write all your handicapping stuff now? Because, like, I still want to be able to, like, know that I can write, you know, in, in a certain, you know, with a pen or a pencil, you know. I, I, I'm so glad that I didn't grow up 10 years later just because I, I, these kids, there's no social skills. They don't, uh how to communicate. It's, it's, it's very odd. Uh, I'm happy that I, I was in 89. I think I kind of missed that, that, that ridiculous age group, but yeah, they're, they're tough. It's hard to really think about life, you know, 30, 40 years from now when you know, these are the people that are in control of, 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 of our lives, basically. It's uh it's kind of uh it's kind of scary to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try not to, I'll be dead. So it doesn't matter. Um, it really doesn't, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The uh, the future, <laughs> the future is not uh, the future is not bright. All right, so NFL uh, NFL football this week. Philadelphia are at Atlanta. It's a big game for the Atlanta Falcons, man. You know this. I just I don't have a lot of confidence in this team and Dan Quinn. The total is fifty one here. Falcons only scored twelve points in week one. Got to believe that. Uh, I'm looking at the over here. Should be a fun game, though. Philadelphia and Atlanta, two kind of pretty evenly matched teams. Should be points. We have an early lean in this game, big man. Yeah, this is a tough game for the Eagles. I, I'm going to say it right now. Atlanta always plays better at home. You know, they obviously have that dome. And I'm going to tell you right now, this Eagles secondary stinks. Uh, they, they were bailed out with a good offense the other day, but there's going to be points in this game. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not real happy seeing Olio Jones on the other yeah. side. This is going to be a tough game. Comes down to the wire. I'll say like 30, 24, something. Yeah, I, I'm picking the over. I already better than this. Yeah, I think there should be points uh, as well. Total is 51. Atlanta's got to do better, but I think they will. Thanks to Big Man on campus. We'll hit the baseball on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, I don't know who's uh, monitoring uh, our chat right now. You know what, I think we should probably assign this job to Will, actually, because he actually pays attention uh, to the chat. But uh, if we could uh, get uh, this uh, Blood Boss uh, guy booted out, uh, that would be a good thing, as uh, he's been spamming us for the last couple of minutes in the last commercial uh, break. Um, All right, uh, so let's get uh, down to our our, uh, baseball uh, here. And that's the thing, guys, too. I'm not saying it's to call anybody out uh, for this, but uh, now that football's back, now that football's back, the freaks are back, and, you know, the chat is much, much fuller uh, right now. So, you know, for the most part before, we didn't need it monitored, but now we will. It's something we're going to have to uh, keep keep our eye on uh, moving forward. Uh, but, hey, we're just glad that people are, uh, are tuning in. All right, Cam, let's get down to base, uh, the baseball. Yep. 
uh, right now. So this Yankee game's actually starting right now, guys. I played it. It's my wise guy, long shot. I'm being bold tonight. I decided to risk it a little bit. Going with a New York Yankee, L.A. Dodger parlay. <laughs> it's better win, actually. <laughs> yes, it better win. It better win. Oh. It's, it's public. Edwin Jackson hey, just wins. started the game with an out, like one pitch. Really? Oh, it's, don't, don't worry. It's, uh, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, actually, you yeah. know what I think, Gabe? I think the totals. The one thing that I noticed, the total's low. With Jackson and Cortez, I would have made this total about 11 and a half. It's 10 and a half. We'll see. Uh, Jackson won't last long. Don't worry about one out. But there's a couple games that I think I'm going to surprise you with. Uh, I hate to do it, Gabe, to go against uh, your team there. uh, But I think Arizona's a live dog tonight. That's a a game that I'm going to be playing. And I've done some research on this game as well. I can't argue. The numbers, the numbers, the people will just look at it and go, wow, Wheeler versus Gallon, but if you dig a little bit deeper with what's going on, Wheeler, um, he's been really tired his last starts. Also, take a look at this. There's so many factors, that, and I'm getting 15 cents with Arizona. Uh, the Mets, two wins in their last 10 at City Field. Wheeler in the last starts, uh, uh, the last five starts, like his ERA is around five. He's, he's, he's getting tired. He's not getting that uh, strike to strike to walk ratio. He used to like strike out guys only 5.5 per nine. Now, as for Zach Gallon, since he's come over from Miami, uh, two, two and one, two point two five ERA. Also at Chase Field, he has uh, starts there. Gabe two and zero oh with a one point five seven ERA, a one WHIP, twenty eight Ks and twenty threes. So he likes the spot. Good pitcher, young kid. Wheeler a little bit older. Arizona's a hot team too. I think I got to take those pesky snakes. Getting fifteen cents. A lot of factors and and trends. Like you know, sometimes you go with a vibe, and sometimes you go with a trend. And a lot of the numbers are pointing to Arizona tonight, and I'm going to take it. And the New York Yankees take a one nothing lead. Brett Gardner hey. smashes a line drive over the right uh, right field wall. Ooh, that didn't take Edwin. long. one nothing uh, Bronx Bombers. No, I get it. Listen, Zach Allen had a no-hitter going in his last start. He lost that in the seventh inning. Uh, but uh, Gallen's been uh, very good. It's 2-1 with a 2.25 earned run average since uh, being picked up by the uh, Miami uh, Marlins. Yet, I'll disagree with Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's been really good at home camp. And there's a big dichotomy between uh, him at home and on the road. But Wheeler's 4-1 with a 3-4-2 ERA since coming off the uh, the injured list. Uh, he only gave up one run in five innings uh, last Wednesday against the Washington Nationals. 12 starts at, at home this year. He's 5-2. Opponents only hitting 240 against him. I'm betting the under in this baseball game. And I feel the same way. Arizona have been smoking hot, guys, over the last month or so. They're a resilient team. They're right in the mix. Both these teams showed a lot of heart this year. you got to tip your cap uh, to them. Mets got the win last night. I wouldn't be surprised with the, the bounce back tonight, but I'm not getting in front of Wheeler. I'm not taking the Mets, though, Cam. I will be betting under eight runs in this game. If you're getting eight, yeah, Mr. Green, seven and a half. That's a huge half run. Um, I would take Is the it under really? two, hopefully. Yep, seven and a half. That's uh, eight here. Arizona, that's good. That's uh, interesting. Arizona should, I'm just saying, the bullpen issues are a problem, especially with the Mets. If Wheeler gives you a good performance, this game should definitely go under the number, and the fact that you're getting eight is good. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go under. All right, we got Atlanta at Philadelphia. Uh, fried chicken uh, and uh, Vargas. Uh, Vargas. Uh, yeah. So Max Freed. Freed minus 166. I don't want to play 66. 
these are two teams that both of them I don't have a ton of success with. Like betting on or against. Like when I saw them, like, oh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, pass. But one thing I have noticed generally this year, and I don't know what their record is against them, but seems like the Braves kind of own the Phillies, doesn't it? Let me look this up, actually. Like, seems like they beat them they all do. the time, Ken, to be honest. They do. I, I have a lean to the Braves. Uh, I don't want to lay 75 cents with uh, Breed Chicken as well. Uh, Vargas, okay. But if you want to put the Braves in some parlays, I got no problem with that, Marenzi. I think that's actually, I think that the Braves will win the game. Uh, another game that's kind of popping out to me, the Texas Rangers have not been the same team. They're 7-3, and the three, Cam. Yeah, who, who's 7-3? and three? Uh, Atlanta 7-3 in 10 uh, games. Philly? Yep, I like it. Yes. Yeah, like Atlanta's it, won seven, 7 out of 10 times they played this year. So, uh, yeah. Or and, the uh, last 10 times, with, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, the, 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 yeah, they dominate Philadelphia, game. I agree. I don't want to lay that type of juice. If they are on the team on the road, run line is even, minus one and a half even. I do like the Rays with Yarbrough going against Lynn. Yarbrough's been great. He's actually going a couple extra innings as well. Lance Lynn was a great story in the first half. He's still okay, but not the same. Texas is, I prefer Tampa Bay at 140, but I told you I like Arizona. And don't be scared, Gabe. This kid pitching for the Jays, Zach, is, uh, what do they call him, Zook, I think is how you pronounce it. Anyway, he was dominating in AAA Buffalo. He had a really good game. I think he had a no-no. He's got called up for tonight's game against the Red Sox. That line went from Boston 120 to 160. Be very careful if you're taking Boston tonight. The whole world's on them. Uh, this kid might pitch well for the Jays, and they're plus 140. Um, yeah, he made you know he pitched a couple of innings uh, the other night. He's nineteen and nineteen with a three five two ERA and sixty six uh, career starts in the minors. I don't I don't know if he's like a hot prospect uh, per se, but anytime you get we talk about it. Anytime you get one of these pitchers that nobody's ever seen before, he doesn't have to be great. People don't know what he's going to throw, and in baseball, it's they really rely on on information and expectations of what the pitcher's going to throw uh, to them. Yeah, the Red Sox are in, in, you know, the Red Sox are finally hitting the wall right now where it's not happening. They fired Dombrowski. Reality's starting to settle in here. But this Blue Jay team, Cam, one in nine in their last ten games. They've lost seven straight yeah. baseball games. They're cold, too. I think they get up for teams like Boston, though. It's It's a little bit different. They understand they're not going anywhere. But you bring up a really good point. The young players were really excited for a few weeks, and now reality is kind of set in with them, like, hey, we're in the lineup every day. They hit day. the wall. Yeah, they've hit the wall. They're going through the motions. Dangerous game, though. Uh, I, I definitely take a shot at the Blue Jays at plus 140 before the Red Sox uh, minus 160. Tough card, though, Marenzi. Uh, another game, Johnny Cueto. We have a Johnny Cueto sighting for the San Francisco Giants against Keller. I can't believe he's laying 25 cents. These are... Tough board tonight, and I also lean uh, Cleveland uh, with Plesak minus one forty-five. I don't love it though. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to be my favorite uh, play on the diamond tonight. The way that the Houston Astros are playing right now, I'll lay the sixty-six cents with the Strohs tonight, buddy. Dude, they're yep. murdering people. Like they're literally. I agree. I guess they're uh, they're right. not like you're there's. Right. It's like mercy rule stuff, but you know what? Major League Baseball managers actually want the mercy rule initiated in, in big league ball even. <laughs> yeah. They actually do. Like, the both, I saw it a couple of times. Like, Yank, the Yankees have smoked people a couple of times. And I've heard managers talk about it after that, yeah, 
it just kills my bullpen for the rest. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Good point. It ruins our Good bullpen. Point. We're not. You're not coming back. And even the team that's winning just doesn't want to be there anymore. It's like, all right, guys, it's 21-1. All right, the game's over. Well, let's just let's so, go home. The game's over. The and it's I funny that they're they're actually enough. like big league guys. The big league managers are actually interested in this. It would have to be. 15, 11, 12, 17. I was say 12. No, 11, 12 is not hot. No, that's too low. 15. Yeah. It, you can't it, be quitting when it's 11, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 15. I, I agree with 15. You're right, though. Like this 21 to 1 stuff. But hey, guys want to pad stats. They have contracts where they need to do certain things, Marancy. So interesting. But I totally Good agree point. with the managers, the bullpens. But yeah, it should be implemented. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, though. But I think you bring up a great point with the Astros. Even with Wade Miley laying 65 cents the way they're playing right now, until they're not killing teams, you got to bet them. So, yeah, I agree. Or you could parlay them with Atlanta to plus money. But I like uh, I like Houston as well. The Astros have been on fire, 8-2 and two in their last 10 uh, baseball games. But their offense is you know, really starting to come together. 15 nothing last night against Oakland. 21-1 against Seattle the day before. 2-1, 7-4, 11-9. You know, they're just winning in all types of ways. If you guys remember, Houston were sort of sleepwalking a little bit. And I've talked about this a lot, guys, uh, about the Houston Astros. They get bored against inferior teams. And I remember we, we hit we hit the, the Detroit Tigers. Remember the Tigers game all yeah. they can handle that week. Every night it was like tied and it was like a bitch for the, the Astros. And the Astros have had a couple of a couple of series this year against the Seattles and the Detroits and the Baltimores where they're flat and they don't look like they, they're disinterested. Yet, when they play Oakland, when they play the Yankees, when they play the Twins, they want to send a message. And the message has been heard loud and clear. And I think now, Cam, the Astros, now that it's a couple of weeks left in September, I think the Astros like are like, all right, no more mailing it in. It's time to dial it up a notch. It's getting real now. I think they want to get back into this sort of motion. It's only two and a half weeks left of Major League Baseball camp. The Astros are interested again. I think they win tonight. Yeah, there was a big story, too, talking about how they were being soft in those games and not focused, and now they want to kick ass. So everything you said has rung true. Um, Miley at 65 cents. I, I kind of like Tanner Rourke. He's, not, he's been okay for Oakland, but the way the Astros are hitting right now, you're right. They're just they're feeding off each other as well. I think uh, 65 cents seems like a reasonable price for Houston tonight. Tough board, though, Marenzi. Even even the late games, you know, I like uh, the Cubs. Uh, George disagreed with me yesterday. The Cubs won 10 to 2. I got that game right. I didn't bet a lot of baseball, but Quintana's been great the whole season. Bolonis for the Padres, he's horrible. 175. I guess you got to find a dance partner. You can either, or, or you know what, maybe a three game parlay. I'm going to see what it pays. So I got the Cubs. And the Astros and Atlanta, and this should be pretty good. This will probably be over two to one, I'm thinking. Uh, plus all, three to oh my god, two ninety. I like that parlay for a little bit. Yeah, Houston money line, Atlanta money line, and Cubs three to one almost. Gabe two ninety, good play. Uh, all right, we wish you the best of luck uh, with that. Thank you. Um, I'm going to jump in. I'll give the picks now. Yeah, I'm not taking it. You thought I was going to say, I'm going to jump on. I'm wishing wish you luck, buddy. We, we wish you the best of luck. Thank wish you. Wish you the best. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Wish you the best of luck with that. Uh, Mets D box under eight. Yep, I like it. I like it. Mets D box. uh, I'm going to go Mets D box under eight. I'm already on this Dodger Yankee parlay. I'm going to take the Houston Astros minus 166 and give me the Cleveland Indians minus 142. Yeah, I'm going to take the Snakes plus 115. Small play on the Blue Jays plus 140. My parlay, Cubs, Atlanta, and Houston. Almost three to one. Uh, let's get it done, Marenti. I know you're on at eight, and I'll see you at ten at uh, in game live, buddy. Have a good one. May the winners be yours. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Here's what you missed on In Game Live. We missed! Odell Beckham says he's not going to stop wearing the watch and that he feels like he's being singled out by the National uh, Football League. And I really don't understand how you're being singled out when it's in the rules that you're not allowed to wear a watch. Like, like nobody else is wearing a freaking watch. So, like, why are you being singled out? <laughs> because you are the only guy in the league. He says, I'll still be wearing it. The same way I wear it every day I go to practice. When I go here, I go there. I've been wearing it. I take a shower with it. It's just on me. It's just on me, he says. Um, the thing about him is what's amazing. They lost the game. Mm-hmm. Cam, like they got blown out by 30 points. They lose yeah. the game, and his concern is about his watch. You know, this is this is the thing with Beckham. He's not a bad guy. You know, he'll show up for practice. He'll show up. He'll you know he tries in the games, but ultimately. He just never sort of, the, the right way of putting it is, gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, once again, this wouldn't be happening under a Belichick coaching team or, or a respected coach. This is Freddie Kitchens. You're in a week two, and you got your ass handed to you. Baker Mayfield didn't look good in the preseason, didn't look good last week. And he's coming back to New York this week, and his biggest concern is that he wants to wear a watch cam. As opposed to, yeah, I ain't worried about no watch, man. I'm worried about beating the Jets. We just lost by 30. No, no. He's worried about his watch. And now this is the story this week with the Browns. Odell Beckham telling the league to basically get bent and blow me. He basically said, I'm not taking it off. What are you going to do? Like, really? Like, you want to cause problems over you wearing a stupid freaking watch? It's ridiculous, Cam. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. When I saw this story, I put it in my update too, Marenzi. This is insane to me. This is a team that got absolutely throttled. And I mean throttled by the Titans. And you said it first. And it's a hundred ninety thousand dollar watch. This guy's talking about. He's like, oh, I got a problem. Guys are wearing uh, hard, hard cast and all that other stuff. Yeah, well, they're players with injuries that are going in there. You're wearing a friggin' accessory. You're not uh, Reggie Roby from uh, remember the old punter for the Dolphins he used to wear a watch. You said it, Gabe. This is what drives me nuts about these guys. The guys worried about things like that. You're right. Seven catches for seventy-one yards. He did his thing. But I'm just telling you. 
I can't deal with this. If I'm a coach, I just go up to him and say, you know, enough is enough. But you're right. Belichick has the respect to do that. And Antonio Brown will listen. Kitchens and uh, OBJ, it's not going to go down like that. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network.